0: You know a lot about golf. Well, we're waiting.
1: Time for us, those weekend golf guys. John Ashton in studio, Jeff Smith at the Golf Cave. And uh, we are truth in broadcasting here, guys. It's not today as far as we're concerned. It's a few days ago. Because today... I happen to be playing golf on Donald Ross's first ever golf course design in the United States in Sacramento, Maine, and Jeff is playing golf on the first ever golf course in the world. That's right.
2: <laughs> That's right. The <laughs> oldest one out there. The royal and it is, ancient. It is a bunch of fun here. You know, I'm Amazing. telling you, for everybody who's who's listening to this, get here. That's all I can say. Really, truly. I mean, really, just do yourself a favor. If you're a golfer, get here. Well, it's on everybody's bucket list anyway, you know? It is. But I'm telling you, the feeling that you have when you're standing here on the first tee. Yeah. I mean, I'm not there right this very second. Okay. But the feeling that you have when you stand on the first tee and it comes over you, this is the place, the home of golf. And this is the place. Where it all started. Right. And all of the world's greatest golfers have teed off from the very small grounds that I'm standing on right now. Yeah. It blows your mind.
1: So you got to apply for the Greenskeepers gig they got open?
2: <laughs> Man, I'll tell you what, what a great job that would be, <laughs> wouldn't it, though? Until you get a year that's all dry
0: <laughs> and then
2: everything. But hey, look, they, they've been in a drought, right? Yeah. There's a lot of brown out here. Okay. And uh, everybody goes. Ah, you go to Scotland. It's gonna be windy and rainy and all that. And and we want that. My God, believe me, we want that. This place needs to green up. Everybody, this whole area, Scotland is dry this year. It's dry. The Highlands are dry. Oh, uh, right. I've seen some pictures of Royal Donut, and it's uh it's a little dry.
1: You watch it on TV. Even at good years, it looks brown in places. I mean, it's just yeah, the, the nature of what nature looks like in scotland
2: well at times yeah yeah. i mean there are years where it's dry and there are years when it's wet but boy let me tell you what happens when it's dry you want to talk about hitting some 350 to 400 yard drives (laughs) it's possible yeah i'm telling you you can can nut it in the air you can get it out there and it'll go 250 in the air and then all of a sudden that sucker's out there 50 60 70 more yards because it will not stop it is hard dry fast And the trouble is, is where it all stops. Everything feeds on the old course. Everything feeds to a bunker. (laughs) I kid you not. If for some reason you manage to hit it past one, all the ground beyond it feeds to the next one.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And they're not just sandy spaces like uh, our bunkers are, man. They're like, you know, what, 112 feet deep or something. You know, it's ridiculous.
2: Look. Look, once you've played this golf course, you'll understand how Pete Dye got his attitude about golf. (laughs)
0: Because
2: he copied a lot of things that you, John, you complain about Pete Dye all the time. Diabolical, mean, dirty, nasty, hates golfers, all that thought. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, go over and play the oldest course in the world and everything you hit feeds to a bunker.
1: Was St. Andrews designed or was... I mean, it was just basically what was there and they made a golf course out of it, right?
2: Well, boy, but tell you that, you know, they made a golf course out of it, but man, where they put these things, everything feeds there and the ground is just shaped and the wind changed it over time and whatnot. Unreal what happens here. Oh, well. It's unreal. Oh yeah. And then there's that whole gorse thing. Now for people who have not been there nor seen a gorse bush up close and personal, think of a, a bush. That's like 8 zillion sea urchins combined with porcupines
0: <laughs> okay?
2: and holly bushes. Okay. Get the thought that the best thing you could touch is a plant on a golf course would be a thistle. That's you're, the best thing you could touch. If you had to choose between a thistle and a gorse bush, you'll take the thistle. You're painting <laughs>
1: such an attractive picture.
2: <laughs> so, Yet we all still want to go. All, so the fun part about that whole conversation there is, even if your ball lands in the fairway, that doesn't mean that it's going to be playable.
0: Right.
2: You could bust it right down the middle, and that sucker is either going to bounce and roll into a bunker that's got a six-foot stacked sod face right in front of you, and you're just hacking it out of there, if you're lucky on uh-huh. the first one, or it's going into the gorse bush, in which case you'd rather eat a thistle. <laughs> so, just saying.
1: Yeah, buddy. Okay. <laughs> and
2: yet, that's on everybody's bucket list,
1: and it should be. And Right, and and we're all dying to get there. That's right. We'll put up with it. We'll put up with it all. Get there. Just,
2: I'm telling you, yeah. it's magical. It'll do things for your for your attitude. It's unreal. And oh by the way, I made a three on the road hole. Absolutely (laughs) murdered a drive. All right. Big shot down down toward the green. I left it short, didn't get there, into the wind, and then I pitched it in. Woo. So a little three on the road hole for me. All right. A little fun.
1: All right. You and Tiger, I guess I'm in common. There
2: you go. Yeah, we do. Matter of fact.
1: Yeah. Yeah. All right, man. Well, good luck, enjoy, and I know uh, St. Andrews isn't the only place you're going. Um, so no. you know, send pictures. Yes. You know, just please keep it down on the wish you were here's because we know you don't. <laughs> so. <Yeah. laughs> how, how about it stinks to be you? <laughs> how about that? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, don't think I haven't heard that before. Uh, listen, we we we've got some stuff coming up today that you really want to go to. You're really going to want to hear. There, I can get it out. We're talking with Pete Charleston, who's the CEO of Golf Logics, And uh, he has and his company have developed now a way that you no longer have to read a green with your feet. So there, Jeff. I I like reading greens with my feet.
2: I know what it is.
1: I knew if I waited long enough, my savior would appear. And he has in the form of a new app for your phones. We're going to talk about that and a whole lot more, too, when we come back. We are those weekend golf guys, so I would hang out with us if I were you. You know, it's been hot this summer. I mean, real hot. Like, where we are, it's been the hottest in the country a couple days. But it does not deter us from hitting the golf course. It just means that we dress appropriately and comfortably. For heat, you know, you need shorts and you need comfortable shorts. Like the ones I have, the Peter Millar Performance Shorts. Man, stylish, yes. Comfortable, yes. Moisture wicking, amen. Breathable, quick drying, plus a stretch waistband so they move with you and they don't bind up and you don't get all sweaty and uncomfortable and yucky. You can keep wearing them when you get home, like I say. They're very, very comfortable. And you want to just go to PeterMillar.com slash weekend. That's Peter, M-I-L-L-A-R, Millar petermillar.com slash weekend and check out not only the performance shorts come in all kinds of colors they look really good but everything else the best you can get for the golf course and your life basically the best clothes you can find anywhere petermillar.com slash weekend go now Hey it's us, those weekend golf guys. John Ashton here, Jeff Smith there. And uh, put your rules hat on, buddy. Oh man. He did it again. Come on. And he really he, and he knew he was doing it before he did it. This is this is in case you missed it, we're talking about Phil Mickelson who again teed up a, a, a ball on a par three and then stepped in front of the ball,
2: pushing the grass down with his foot. Now, like on the front of the tee box, yeah. you know, stepping in the, the, the high rough in the heather in front of the tee box. Yeah. And he knows that you can't do that.
1: You think? And, and he said he knew he, did, he thought it was illegal. And people are saying, well, Phil, you knew it was illegal. It didn't incur a penalty until you did it at any time between the time you said, hey, I think this is illegal and actually doing it. You could have picked up the ball and moved it, and you would not have had a two stroke penalty, which he called on himself but still.
2: Yeah, he should have, but I mean, okay. So let's, let's go through the gratuitous honesty thing. Okay, great. He called it on himself as he should have as every honest person who plays the game of golf. And that's what we do as golfers, right? Right. But come on. So now that I'm done with that part of it, now let's go <laughs> to the real part. Yeah. Phil, you played golf forever. I mean, forever and ever you, you've played golf longer than many people have been alive In tournament competition, you are so familiar with all the rules of golf, it'd be unfathomable to me to think that you didn't know that that most common thing is not to be done. And yet, you go do it, and then you go, uh, you know, I'm pretty sure that's a rules violation. Yes, Phil, it is. I don't know what this is. Is this sabotage? Is he just losing his mind? I don't know what to think. I don't either, man
1: you know guys who should know better doing stuff that they know they're doing obviously he knew he was doing it you know and if you thought you could get away with it then don't tell your playing partner you're doing it
2: i mean come on is this another planned thing on the the an attack on the rule of the, the number 1 rule of golf right yeah play the balls at lies yeah isn't isn't that again bringing it to the forefront
1: yeah, yeah. you know
2: last time it's intentionally doing what he did, swatting at his ball, made a stroke, ball's moving, runs over there, makes a stroke. Okay. Made a stroke at a moving ball. There's, there's that whole, you know, play the ball it lies thing, takes a swipe at that, rule 1.2, you know, again, like your comments were beautiful last time. It's rule number one, man. That's right. <laughs> it's pretty important. <laughs> Not like they thought of that later. Yeah. I mean, it's right there, like on the they first page
1: you know right there yeah,
2: they, they thought a lot of that <laughs> they thought that so much that they thought let's write this one down first first yeah. right? right let's go after the big dog first and here's still taking another swipe at it effectively right didn't move his ball right mm-hmm. but but he did alter the line of play yeah right and yeah. and you can't do this everybody knows that you can't do those things you've seen it in tournaments phil you've you've heard of it being done in tournaments it's something that that rules officials cover in junior golf how does this how does this evade him and it makes me wonder did it really evade him or is he purposely pointing things out to the USGA accepting a two stroke penalty the guy's not the guy's only playing to win now but yeah. he's got a bunch of money it's not like he's playing for paychecks he's not trying to keep his tour card he's right. not out there trying to make mortgage payments right. you know he's not out there trying to help his cousin vinny or anybody like that nice you know, not trying to do any of those. things. He's out there just trying to win. And maybe if he's not in position to win, that he's just, you know, doing it for whatever reason. But maybe he's making a point. You know, maybe he'll do something again in the future, making another point about the rules and, and what it is to make people bring him up. I don't know. I'm not sure what the MO is here. I, d- I don't know if he's forgetting. I doubt it. I would think that
1: he's probably pointing out the ridiculous. Yeah. And uh, that that would be my yeah. guess. It's time to make some some drastic changes above and beyond the drastic changes that they've already made that haven't kicked in yet. That's the frustrating part. Some of the stuff you do today that's illegal won't be in January, but come on. Yeah.
2: Well, you know, maybe, but that's going to stick around. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. That's going to stick around. Yeah. But then again, those
1: of us who don't play tournament golf don't really care. We are happy in our ignorance of the rules. I mean, my favorite thing is, yeah. oh, I can't do that. <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. I I won't do it again. <laughs> there you go, and that seems to work you with know, the guys I play with. So
2: you know, what can I say? So here's here's a thought for you. Those guys who don't really care about the rules of golf very much, they can still be serious players, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, sure can. Yeah, yeah. I'm serious about how well I strike a golf ball. I'm serious about my efforts and all of my shot making skills. you know I'm serious about my score, but sometimes they're equally serious about I think that rule is ridiculous and unfair. yeah, it didn't have anything to do with my skill, and I didn't cheat anybody else i'm I'm just here playing my own game, yeah. right? I didn't hurt anybody else by doing that. so I mean they they have legitimate arguments, beefs, what have you they just do.
1: Yeah, sometimes I think the rules are just made up because they hit a few extra pages they need to fill in the book, you know, and they just – what what can we put in here? Let's think of something uh, just to make it appear more difficult than it really is. I don't know. I don't know the thought process. But, you know, it's done by a committee and done by uh, bureaucrats and done by folks who think they're way more important than they are for the most part and um, need to uh, justify that importance, and there you go. All right, I'm off the soapbox. We're going to talk coming up, which would you rather do or which do you think is the better the better, I guess, landmark? Breaking 80 or getting to a single digit handicap? That discussion's been going off in the golf world for a little bit now, so hey, what the heck, let's join into it when we come right back. Also going to talk about a brand new way to read greens. Well, it's not a new way, it's just a new way available to us the amateur. That and more coming up when we come right back. We are those weekend golf guys. Hang out. You know, it's been hot this summer. I mean, real hot. Like where we are, it's been the hottest in the country a couple days. But it does not deter us from hitting the golf course. It just means that we dress appropriately and comfortably. For heat, you know, you need shorts. And you need comfortable shorts. Like the ones I have, the Peter Millar performance shorts. Man, stylish, yes. Comfortable, Yes moisture wicking amen breathable quick drying plus a stretch waistband so they move with you and they don't bind up and you don't get all sweaty and uncomfortable and yucky you can keep wearing them when you get home like i say they're very very comfortable and you want to just go to peter weekend that's peter m-i-l-l-a-r millar peter weekend and check out not only The performance shorts come in all kinds of colors. They look really good. But everything else, the best you can get for the golf course and your life, basically. The best clothes you can find anywhere. PeterMillard.com slash weekend. Go now. Hey, Jeff, I got a letter, $5 Golf Club. It was addressed to you, but it came to me. But it said, Jeff, man, I took your advice from the show twice. One, you advised me to join $5GolfClub.com. I did. Two is you advised me to buy the best ball I I could afford, and I'm getting those Strixons Key Stars. I'm paying about thirty-six bucks a dozen for them. He said I used to lose two balls okay. a round, and I played a round a week. That's eight balls a month. That's twenty-four dollars oh. a month. He said. After some of the lessons at Five Dollar Golf Club, I'm not losing that many anymore. I lose maybe three a month. That's nine bucks. Ooh.
2: Yeah. Wait a minute. Yeah. Wait a minute. I think that's good math.
1: It's good math, man. He's spending nine bucks on lost balls, five bucks on us. That's fourteen bucks. He's still making a ten dollar profit.
2: <laughs> That's right. Go to fightelecgolfclub Listen to me and make money. How do you like that?
1: It is Those weekend golf guys. I'm John Ashton. He is Jeff Smith. You know who. Get together anytime at thoseweekendgolfguys.com. Our Facebook page is facebook.com slash golfguys. And if you're a, a, a Twitterer, if you use that Twitter thing, we're at WKNDGolfGuys on Twitter. Follow us. We'll lead you down the path of righteousness. And we we want to ask the question, which do you think is a more important landmark? Which, which leads you to more celebration? Breaking 80? for the first time or seeing that little index pop up on the computer screen that says your handicap is now 9.9
2: i think it's breaking 80
1: i would say so much more memorable i
2: i think for a couple of reasons that it's breaking 80 And, and hear me out on this sure lots of people are score oriented not handicap oriented right they talk about what you shoot all the time what they don't Ask very often compared to what you shoot is what's your handicap. Right. A lot of times people they come in off the golf course and they're like, Man, I almost had it. I was so close. The the question is, well, so close to what? It's always a score. Mm-hmm. You're right. And 80 is a milestone. It yes, really it is. is. Yep. Breaking 40 for the first time is on nine holes is akin to breaking 80 on 18. Yes, the math is exactly half. I get it. Yes, I Mm -hmm. know. Yeah, But it is that same milestone. It
1: is. It is. And And, and
2: I think that that's really the way that most golfers think. Think in terms of their own performance, Mm -hmm. not their own performance, and then that whole mathematical equation that they don't understand
1: yeah (laughs) Yeah. we'll get there somehow you know and I, i also think there is more of an accomplishment to the score itself because you have to overcome your own demons if you have not broken 80 in your history of playing the game and you're on like hole number 14 and we always do the math we know we can say it doesn't matter we don't care we add them up when it's done whatever but you know where you're at and if you're on the 15th, yeah. 16th hole, and you're on a path that could get to a 79, you, you know it. And it has to affect the way you play. I've done that on many occasions. I've gotten to, you know, the 16th hole and go, oh, man, I'm shooting great. And 16, 17, 18 yeah. are blow up holes. Yeah. So you, you have to overcome that in order to break 80. And that in itself is an accomplishment hitting the shots the right way even though you know they count more now than they did the last time you played that hole
2: <laughs> yeah you've you've certainly placed a higher value upon them mm-hmm
1: and and you have to overcome that you have to relax you have to not think about it which is an absolutely impossible thing to do easy to say impossible to do because right breaking 80 is a goal for all of us amateur golfers Even if we only do it one time in our life, still just being able to say we did it, you know. That's right. I've shot in the 70s once, right? Yeah, have the scorecard bronzed or whatever it is you want to do to commemorate the experience,
2: you know. So this is not to, you know, all this conversation we're having, this is not to negate what an accomplishment it is to truly become a single-digit handicapper.
1: It's not. But you have to break in for the the first time before you can get to be a single-digit handicapper.
2: So I think that you're talking about a couple of different milestones. And I think that you're talking about two very significant things in a golfer's life. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. So I I don't want to, I don't want to make it sound like this is not that important or one is, you know, certainly belittled. But I do think that the one that everybody's going to talk about more, more frequently, uh, get to first, the one that people relate to quicker and more readily is simply the break 80 thing. You know they have they have magazine covers. You know Golf Digest magazine. Brady Riggs is on the. You know how to break eighty. I got a break eighty plan. I got a break eighty this system. I got a break eighty that formula. Right. Got all those things. Yeah. And those are numbers because those are I think they're more significant for people.
1: Yeah, the formula to break eighty. I got a formula to break eighty. Don't don't get any double bogeys. Don't do any three putts. Play. I'm trying to think of a way I can say it on a radio um, and I can't think of one play like you've never played before. That's the only way to get a score you've never gotten before is play. Like you've never played before. Not like you yeah, haven't. I thought you were played. just
2: going to say, write it down how you wanted to see it.
1: <laughs> yeah. Fill in the scorecard first and then play to
2: it, you know, <laughs> and then play to you till you're done. Right. Okay. I shot I hit my seventy-nine shots. That's it. I I'm done. Let's go,
1: boys. It's only the sixth hole, but I'm still done. I'm walking away. It's happy. like a flag
2: tournament. <laughs> I put my flag in the ground. I've run out of strokes. Boom. <laughs> this is how far I made it around the golf course. I've got my flag in the ground here. Let's go.
1: <laughs> I tell you one thing you don't want to do when you're equating um score and handicap is is don't don't join a league tell them you're a 14 and then the uh, first time you play 9 holes with these guys shoot a 37. That doesn't go yeah. over well.
2: <laughs> no. You know, it's uh-huh. it's much better to say, you know, I don't know really what my handicap's going to be and I don't know what is coming. Yeah. I'm just not sure yet. Yeah. Um uh, and say, look, I could shoot this or I could shoot that and give them something within that range. Yeah you know, and I think you're going to be okay. Do you think, do but you if think you tell many them of what us... your handicap is and shoot better than that right away, boy, they're like, yeah, sure. You are pal.
1: Yeah. You think many of us sandbag when we join leagues at the beginning,
2: just, just to
1: relieve pressure upon ourselves for future performances.
2: I, I really agree. I think that this is, um, I think people do that on purpose Yeah. because they, they take away pressure, You know, they're trying to get it so that they don't feel like they have to live up to other people's expectations. You know, I I think that that's, that's really what they're trying to do. Set the bar low. And I understand, Yeah. you know, they're playing for the wrong reason at that point. But the truth is people want to play uh, stress-free golf.
1: Exactly. Anything you can do to reduce the pressure on yourself and your need to perform at all times is going to make your ability to perform better. Period. Because stress yeah. and the the head game part of this game is very detrimental to many of us. I'd I'd even I'd even venture to say to most of us. Yeah. All right, man. Um, one of the big pressure things is like putts. I bet you most of us feel more pressure over a four or five-foot putt than we do over a 140-yard shot into a green. Um, And part of that is because we really don't get comfortable reading greens. Many of us, five feet out, we have no idea where that ball is going to go. We just kind of get an idea. Hopefully, if we've watched someone else on the same line, we have an idea, and we just kind of hope we get it at least close good news is we've got a brand new way to read greens, and it's going to put you up there in the level of the pros' ability to read greens because they cheat too. They got books. Now you got something just like that coming up. We're going to talk with uh, Pete Charleston from Golf Logics when we come right back. We are those Weekend Golf Guys, and we are coming right back. Hang out with us. Would you like to get all this stuff a couple days early and totally commercial-free? We can make that happen. Patreon.com slash golfguys. P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash guys. You can become a sponsor and a patron. We have a small yet loyal following of junior golfers, 12 to 18-year-olds. I want to address myself to them right now. Listen, guys, girls, if you are serious about golf, there is a mom, there is a dad, there's a grandmother, a grandfather somewhere that are so psyched but maybe they don't show it. They don't want to push, but they would love you to get involved in the game of golf. So why don't you go to them right now? Say mom, dad, grandpa, grandma, I want to get better at this game. I want to get good at this game. I want to learn from a guy who has junior champions, high school collegiate champions. He's even got a student who's kicking butt on the web.com tour and it only costs five bucks a month. And I can learn at my own pace. And parents are going to be able to learn from their phones, which you know they don't drop out of their hands anyway. $5golfclub.com. Join for your kids' sake. Welcome back to those weekend golf guys. John Ashton here, Jeff Smith there, and Pete Charleston, CEO of Golf Logics. First off, welcome to those weekend golf guys. And and I think we could probably call you by proxy the amateur golfer's professional caddy. I I, I like that. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Golf oh, Logics, thanks, thanks. most most of us are familiar with it. it. It's the one thing that has allowed the amateur golfer. <laughs> Please stop stressing over a very important part of her game, which is how far do I have to hit this thing? If I could now just get my phone to last a charge for 18 holes, I'd be doing a lot better. The phone, <laughs> I, yeah, The phone I have usually poops out around hole number 14. And you can tell by my Come score. on, Sean. they got
2: <laughs> – come on. Everybody's got a power brick. Everybody's got a power brick. Come on. Yeah, I know. Get with – I mean, uh, this is 2018.
1: I know. Join the 21st century, man. I understand. You know
2: what? And half – look, and half the golf carts in the country right now have little USB things on them anyway.
1: Uh, but Pete Charleston, again, <laughs> CEO of Golf Logics, Jeff and I, just to clue you in, man, Jeff and I have had an ongoing conversation. You know, Jeff, being a PGA professional teacher par excellence, tries to convince us that he can read greens with his feet, and we've tried. I can, and it's like, okay, Jeff, you can do it. I can't. But now, I I think you you've gone from professional caddy, uh, nomenclature for us amateurs to like savior because you have a <laughs> new a new addition now to golf logics that's going to help us. And I'm going to let you explain it so you can do
0: justice to it. Man. Well, excellent. I, what, what Jeff is doing is, is obviously the the aim point system, which is, which is very, very cool. It's, it, but you, you, you have to invest a lot of time, you know, to learn it. Once you learn it, you are an excellent green reader. Yes. And I've had a number of conversations with aim point and, you know, we actually eventually would like to be able to work with aim point and, and help provide that slope percentage piece that, that you guys have to calculate. But, You know, in Mm -hmm. in a nutshell, putt breaks, uh, you know, allows you to get a very, very, very quick read and with certainty, know whether or not the ball is going right or left or uphill or downhill. So at its most basic, uh, within a few seconds you can walk up and you know definitely the putt's going right or left or uphill or downhill. And If you just have that, the amount of three putts you have is, is going to go down drastically.
1: Uh, we, we mentioned just earlier in the show, most amateurs, we, we get over the ball and we have no idea where it's going to go it's because we didn't know what we were uh, reading, basically. We're illiterate when it comes to reading greens for the most part.
0: And that, the majority of golfers, uh, amateur golfers that are out there are just like that. And, you know, I'm a, seven, eight handicap, you know, I'm a taller guy, six, five, you know, I was a basketball player. You know, I, I didn't grow up playing golf. I picked it up when I was 30. So I've, I've got very good touch around the green, but but I can't read greens for my life. Mm-hmm. And, and so as, as, as we progress down this path, I can't tell you how excited I was to actually have this tool in, in my pocket as I walked up to the green, because, because I can actually hit a pretty darn good putt. So if I, if I'm fortunate enough to play with a caddy, I'm pretty darn good. Like, if he tells me, hey, you know, I need you to aim six inches to the left and, you know, about three feet short, I, I'm relatively close. Usually I can get it in gimme range. But if I try to do it on my own, oh, boy. Like, it's it's like grind not to get a three-putt.
1: The tension of not getting a three-putt usually is what leads to the three-putt to begin with. So a vicious circle
0: it is and then you get one and you get your second three putt out there and then you're a basket game. yeah exactly. i don't know about you but <laughs> exactly. then, then i'm three putting all day and it's like oh boy
1: yeah you just sit down and hope the beer girl gets by soon one of the things that you had mentioned is that the pros have been using not not the automatic version but they've they've been using something similar to this for years to read greens
0: yeah. And, and what's amazing like is the general public just now is starting to see it. They're showing it on TV. They're talking about it. the announcers of, oh, they, you know, he's consulting his little book. You know, they, they've really taken an interest to it, you know, during the broadcast. And, you know, I've heard the numbers as high as 85 percent of the tour pros are, are now, you know, using these green books. And, you know, and the reality is, you know, it's not going to give them the exact read, but it, it confirms that, that both the caddy and the, and the tour pro have read it right. And yeah. it's that last thing that, you know, allows you to to have that confidence to be able to step up and, and actually hit the putt that you, that you intend to hit at that level.
1: So when do you add the uh, reading the speed? Can you do
0: that too? <laughs> we will, we will get there. We're, we're already, <laughs> uh, we're constantly trying to, you know, improve it, but there's a lot of variables there, right? I mean, you, you've got a you got to ask an amateur, what's the stimp? Or, you know, is it slow, medium, fast? There's a lot of, you know, variables in what type of grass. Is there grain? You know, I mean, that 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 takes it to a different level. Right, right now, we're trying to keep it simple. We're trying to make it fast. We don't want to slow the game. We're trying to speed up the game. You know, we want to see people to be able to easily walk up, look down. Oh, there it is. Yep, I can see the arrows. It's going left. Uh, looks like it's slightly downhill. Boom, hit your putt
1: now is this a separate app or is it included when you download the golf logics
0: app to begin with no it's all included okay. you know we, we've we've been at this uh, you know we, we we were the first company to do a handheld GPS device back in 1999 we partnered with garmin and uh, we were you know back when it was illegal to have a electronic <laughs> yeah. measuring device and <laughs> kind of a weird rule but uh, you know we were leasing and selling direct to the golf course we were on pebble beach and uh, Valderrama. I mean, we were all over the place. And, and when the USGA changed their stance in, in 2006, you know, we went to, went to retail and, and marketed this device to, uh, we were in every major retailer across the country, did really, really well. And, um, in 2008, when the first phone, the was a Blackberry curve of all phones, mm-hmm. uh, came out with this GPS, we, we were like, oh boy, why would someone buy a device when they've got their phone with them? So, you know, we went and came out, we were the first company to do a, a handheld, Uh, you know, smartphone app for, for, uh, for your phone. And it just took off from there. We've had over 4 million downloads since we've started. And, you know, we continually innovate and change. And obviously we give distance to the, uh, front, middle, and back of the green. It has distance to the pin. You know, we've got all the carry distances off the tee. It's got, you know, we're the only company that has a really great 3D uh, visual of every hole, especially if you haven't played the course. And then just recently we've added this, you know, it's a green view, which is, yeah, you know, both from the from the approach, from chipping and pitching, and uh, when when you're up on the green for putting. So it's, it's a really really amazing feature. No one's gone down this path yet.
1: It saves time too over your technique, Jeff, for for amateurs who really aren't sure what they're doing when they're reading the green, especially when, as we uh, titled last week's episode, my first putt is usually a chip. <laughs> we don't we don't walk the green prior to chipping to know where the you know where the slope is and all that. So it it's a. Uh, a lot easier and going to save a lot of time now, I would imagine.
0: I love that transition because, you know, one of the things that you just said is, is a huge deal. And I've noticed at a time with my friends that are, you know, that, that 12, 15, 18 handicap, you know, you're right. Most of them aren't hitting the greens on their approach. They've got a, a little chip shot and maybe it's only, you know, they're seven feet off the green. Right. Well, very few of them actually take the time to, to actually read the green. They just get up there and try to chip it straight. And then all of a sudden the ball slopes and they've got a, seven, eight-foot comeback, and they don't make it.
1: If they're lucky, um, they got a cool, seven or eight-foot
0: comeback. If, oh, yeah, or they blow it by the other side. Yeah. Um, what, what's cool about putt breaks is not just about when you're on the green. So let's say you have that, you know, 10-foot chip shot, and you're actually able to quickly look at the green and see, oh, man, you know, I know it doesn't look like it. but This thing is downhill, and it's moving pretty severely to the right. And so, wow! I better, I better aim out there instead of chipping straight. I better aim out, you know, to the left. Right. And and it's it's really really cool that you can you can use it in this fashion in the same way that you use it on the green.
1: Yeah, that's. I mean, that that that's a lifesaver right there. How about uh Pete Charleston with the uh, golf logics? A little uh, shameless self promotion, man. Where where do they go right now? Because I, I I know everybody's going. I got to get this. Where do I go? <laughs>
0: Yeah. I mean, you can, you can jump right in the, uh, the Android, uh, you know, store, the, the app store, and then also in the, in the Apple store, search for, for golf logics, L O G I X, uh, or they can jump in, um, you know, search by putt breaks itself, uh, and you just download it. We've got a 30 day free trial. So that's, that's how confident we are. No strings attached. You download it. You can use it for 30 days. You'll see how many strokes and and how much more confidence you gain. (laughs) And then the proofs in the pudding. And if you love it, then then you can sign up and and uh, and pay for it.
1: All right, Pete Charleston, CEO, of Golf Logics, and Put Breaks is what the uh, the the green reading app is is referred to. Uh, again, thank you for making it so much easier to actually figure out what we're doing on a golf course, man. For all us amateurs, a collective thank you very much, Pete.
0: Absolutely. And then, John, just so you know, all PGA members, say LPGA members, uh, get this free for lifetime. So- ah. Um, you download it and there's a, you, you put in your member number and, and you get it for free. So you get a, you get to try it out. All
1: right. Well, Jeff, you don't need it. Cause you can read it with your feet. So give me your number, man.
2: Oh, I you know, I'll, tell you, <laughs> I'll tell you what though, you know, if, if, if that's the thing, you know, what you've just done, if you've created something that the PGA pros like, you just told everybody that, that the PGA pros are going to be the greatest salespeople that you have. What a great Correct. idea that you've got by doing that, because we will go out and test it. Oh, yeah. Everybody who teaches the game whether they, they teach an aim point system or if they teach some modified version of how to read it or whatever way system that they're teaching, if you give that to them like you're doing and they go test it and they go, wow, this is really good. Then they'll just shift it and they'll shift into using it. They'll shift into using in the lessons. And then they'll just tell their guys, Hey, go get
0: the app. What 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 a great way for you're out there trying to teach these students. And ultimately what do they want to do? They want to lower their score. Right. And you've Mm -hmm. got to do a number of different things, but obviously we all know the easiest way to lower your score is kipping and putting. And if, if you can, through your instruction, help them, you know, learn how to putt better. Um, and, and whether you're teaching aim point or some other method, if you've given them now a conformational tool in golf logic, they're going to put a lot more confidence and they knock off three, four strokes off their score. Oh boy, they're loving, they're loving every teaching pro in the world. Right. And you too, Pete. Yeah. All right. <laughs> well, every everybody wants to be loved, right? <laughs> That's
1: right, man. Yeah, you you get me to play better golf and, and i love you for life. Pete, I appreciate yeah. your time with us here on those weekend golf guys, sir. And uh, you know, next time you get a, a an innovation, you let us know. We want to tell the world first, okay?
0: Excellent. Love it love to talk to you. Enjoyed it. All right, us too, Pete. Thanks a
1: lot, man. We'll be right back. Of course, we have a Facebook page, facebook.com slash guys. We would love it if you were to go there and like us. We'd love it even more if you'd go there and follow us. And you want to make us real happy, just go there and interact with us. Facebook.com slash guys. You know, it's been hot this summer. I mean, real hot. Like, where we are, it's been the hottest in the country a couple of days. But it does not deter us from hitting the golf course. It just means that we dress appropriately and comfortably. For heat, you know, you need shorts. And you need comfortable shorts. Like the ones I have, the Peter Millar Performance Shorts. Man, stylish, yes. Comfortable, yes. Moisture wicking, amen. Breathable, quick drying, plus a stretch waistband so they move with you and they don't bind up and you don't get all sweaty and uncomfortable and yucky. You can keep wearing them when you get home, like I say. They're very, very comfortable. And you want to just go to PeterMillar.com slash weekend. That's Peter, M-I-L-L-A-R, millar PeterMillard.com slash weekend and check out not only the performance shorts come in all kinds of colors they look really good but everything else the best you can get for the golf course and your life basically the best clothes you can find anywhere PeterMillard.com slash
0: weekend go now now there's a martini that improves your driving the new martini golf tee actually gives you longer straighter drives compared to old fashioned wood tees It's virtually unbreakable, made in the USA, and conforms with USGA rules. Get yours today at martinigolfteas.com. So improve your driving with a martini, the Martini Golf Tee. Visit martinigolfteas.com.
1: We are back, those weekend golf guys, John Ashton, along with Jeff Smith. And uh, I am psyched, man. I'm going to run out and download that thing. I'm going to use it for 30 days and then kind of look over your shoulder and see what your PGA number is. I wonder if they'll let you download it twice.
2: <laughs> <laughs> you know, if you think about this, it's very possible that they let me do that because of, of a couple things. You know, we could put it on different devices. Yeah,
1: yeah, it's true. Oh, well, of course yeah. you could. You could tell them you have two devices—one Android and one iOS. Mm-hmm. I'll have to upgrade so it'll actually last for eighteen holes, since I'll be using it more. But that's not a problem. Yeah, I can upgrade. <laughs> <laughs> but that—I mean—that's just so cool to be able to at least have the confidence of knowing, in general terms, maybe or in specifics where the ball is going to go once it hits the green. Because so few of us actually understand how to do that.
2: You know, learning that sometimes, you know how people say when they talk about something that, that seems like it ought to be easy, they go, well, that's intuitive. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I want to say that if you open up your your mind to think in terms of general, simple thoughts,
0: mm-hmm.
2: where you get onto the onto the green and you go, all right, which way could this go? And you learn what it is from sight. And then if you walked, those are things that are quick, easy, and confirming if your mind is open to which way would this go? Yeah, you're right. And if you can see stuff and walk it and feel that it would do it, it's a great way to learn it. And people say, well, yeah, that's intuitive. I'm not so sure it's really intuitive, uh, but I do know that it is something that if your mind is open, it's easy yeah. to feel it and see it and confirm it. Right. Yeah. I know that. Yeah. But, but then,
1: you know, calculus is easy if you were good at algebra. You
2: know? <laughs> right. But if you're walking up a hill, you know, you're walking up a hill. If you're walking across a hill, you know, you're walking across a hill. And if you're walking down a hill, you know, you're walking down a hill.
1: But but on a green, if man, somebody
2: asked you the question.
1: Yeah, but on a green, man, the the slopes, the differences are minuscule. You know, the the difference that can affect the roll of a ball, left or right or slow or fast, may not be substantial enough to actually feel unless you have trained yourself to be able to feel the minute differences in topography.
2: Well, I hear you because I've dealt with that as we work with players, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And so what I do is I tell them, stop and stand. And you know, like first when you're walking your putt, just walk a little slower and then just stop for a second and stand. And what are your feet and ankles telling you front side, back, other side, which way are they tilted? Yeah. And you can learn a lot if you ask yourself that question, if you just say, Hey, I am going to feel which way my feet are tilted. If you actively look at it in that way, it's amazing what you can understand, but if you go into it going, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know, then okay. that's the answer you get. Okay. So, it, so again, it just happens. I'm telling you,
1: ninety percent of putting is hundred percent mental. That's what you're telling me. Yeah, there's
2: a lot of truth in that.
1: Yeah. Oh well, I mean, you know, it probably would make me feel real good to be able to walk a green and and correctly determine where the ball is going to roll and how fast, but. If I can go to the app store and buy something that's going to do it for me, you know, my, my mantra yeah. my entire life has always been, why do something yourself you can pay other people to do for you? You know? Come on. <laughs> I don't mow my lawn. Why should I read my own green? You know? <laughs>
0: uh-huh.
2: Yeah.
1: But now with the aim point system, though, and and that's another thing, too, was, was – Aimpoint is a great system and I know that and you've explained it to me and you've explained it to me in great detail and it sounds absolutely wonderful but I can't tell you even if I could walk the green successfully and say it's sloping to the left I can't tell you what percentage it is because I don't have the the you know the the, the wherewithal or the experience to to make the comparisons you know what I'm saying Mm -hmm. And I think many, many amateurs don't. Somebody who doesn't walk a green, you know, five, six hours a day, seven days a week is not going to be able to, to predict or, or, or understand or feel the subtleties that comprise a putting green. And that's why this type of a, of a deal, however automated it may be, however, taking, a way of a talent that you need to be a good golfer. As I'm sure some purists would say is, is such a boon to we amateurs, us amateurs. Yeah. Us amateurs.
2: You know, I, I think that the people who say stuff like that are missing the point, you know, the guys who say, well, it takes away your ability to, you know, as a skill, most of the golf in this country is played by people who are playing it as a game, yeah. and they want to enjoy it. Yep. As opposed to feeling like they're trying to develop skills every time they walk to the golf course. Exactly. Sometimes they just want to go play. Yep. Right. Yep. And if there's something out there that lets that person have more fun because they're not developing the skill, because essentially somebody's helping you develop it for you. Mm-hmm. Okay. What's wrong with that?
1: Nothing in my book, man. And I'm glad there's yeah. nothing in your book either. You are a no. you are you are a real a real golfer's golfer, a real golfer's teacher. You understand the thought process and you do whatever you can to help and I appreciate that. You're every man, man. Yeah. <laughs> whatever. You know,
2: I just want people to have fun.
1: Well, you know, and most the people game. in the golf business should because you have more fun, you do it more often. If it becomes a chore, if it becomes a learning experience every time you go out there, if there's stuff, techniques you have to master that you don't have naturally, the more of those that pop up in playing this game, the less interested in playing the game you become. So it is fun. Keep it fun. Make it more fun. And more people are going to play more often. Hear that, golf industry? Because more people playing more often is what you want. So stop making it so hard. And make it more fun. There. That soapbox came in handy I brought along with me today,
2: man. I know. Wow, you've been standing (laughs) on that a couple times today.
1: (laughs) Okay, to reiterate, golf logics. Um just go there, check it out, 30-day free trial for that green reading app they have, both uh, Android and iOS. Uh, this program uh, is pre-recorded because as we sit here today talking to you, we're really not. I am on a golf course in Maine, Donald Ross's first golf course in the United States, as a matter of fact. And Jeff Smith is on a golf course, the first golf course in the world, as a matter of fact. The Royal yep. and Ancient, and um, we're both going to have a lot of fun this week and and we hope you have a lot of fun this week also uh, one one more quick question, something that just popped into my head the other day as as we 're sitting here now, you and I are in the mid south midwest where we have been under a blanket of high humidity for the past couple of weeks. You know people say you go out to Colorado Springs and Denver and you start playing golf and you 're going to hit the ball. A lot longer because the air is thinner because of the altitude. Does the opposite hold true? Am, am I going to be penalized trying to hit a ball through heavy air noticeably?
2: Noticeably, nah. Okay,
1: because it Not is noticeably. No- the thin the air. The time is- when it
2: gets noticeable is when you compare it to the thin air. Right. Right. When you compare where you are going to be, you know, or, and, and well, you, where you really are actually in Maine. At sea level, mm-hmm. to where you are at 700 feet above sea level in Louisville, mm-hmm. and they got dense, humid air. You're not going to see a difference, right? But when you go compare it to the higher altitude, thinner air, no, no, uh, no air density, so to speak, right. uh, your ball will fly a lot farther. So when you compare the two, yes, there's a big difference between the two, but not from where you are regularly. In the Louisville, Kentucky area mm-hmm. to Maine, you're not going to see that big a difference at all. Maybe a couple of feet.
1: Fantastic guy can handle a couple of feet, one way or the other, right? Without feeling bad so, at all.
2: So that means when you hit your eight iron and it only goes 120, you cannot really blame the topography, <laughs> nor the elevation, nor the uh, the sea level thing. No, just I'm the sorry. swing.
1: Just the swing. That's what I blame everything on. Anyhow, all right. <laughs> Make sure y'all have fun wherever you are for the next couple of weeks, okay? Vacation, or at home, work hard. Check us out online, thoseweekendgolfguys.com. Check us out on Facebook, facebook.com slash golfguys. You can follow us on Twitter, at WKNDgolfguys. And um, other than that, man, we'll send some, uh, some, some picture postcards to Facebook from vacation time. And by the way, a conversation we had off air, it's called a pod of whales. Jeff, a pod.
2: Oh, really? A, a pod of, of whales? pod of whales. Yeah. How about that? Okay.
1: And we're talking the animals, not the country. All right, guys. Go out. Have some fun. Don't stress. Try to break 80. Try to break 90. Try to a 100. Just whatever you do. Have fun and play some golf. You want to see how great a golf instructor Jeff Smith really is? It's very easy. $5golfclub.com. The number $5golfclub.com. You know, it's been hot this summer, I mean real hot, like where we are, it's been the hottest in the country a couple days. But it does not deter us from hitting the golf course. It just means that we dress appropriately and comfortably. For heat, you know, you need shorts, and you need comfortable shorts, like the ones I have, the Peter Millar Performance Shorts. Man, stylish, yes, comfortable, yes moisture wicking amen breathable quick drying plus a stretch waistband so they move with you and they don't bind up and you don't get all sweaty and uncomfortable and yucky you can keep wearing them when you get home like i say they're very very comfortable and you want to just go to peter weekend that's peter m-i-l-l-a-r millar peter weekend and check out not only The performance shorts come in all kinds of colors. They look really good. But everything else, the best you can get for the golf course and your life, basically. The best clothes you can find anywhere. PeterMillard.com slash weekend. Go now. A lot of us are looking for a miracle. You know, we go out and we buy a $500 golf club thinking it's going to give us straighter, longer drives. We buy a $150 golf club thinking it's going to get us out of the sand traps more easily and more often. We buy $200 golf clubs just because we want to get closer to that pin. Well, you know, you don't need a $500 golf club, a $200 golf club, a $150 golf club. All you need is a $5 golf club because the problem may not be the club. It may be your grip. It may be your stance. It may be your ball position. It may be your swing plane. It could be anything that an expensive golf club is not going to fix, but a $5 golf club can fix because Jeff Smith is a genius and he will be able to guide you where you need to go. Check it out $5golfclub.com. That's all it costs, five bucks a month.